0: Welcome to the Lift Church podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you to live up to your God-given potential. Thank you. Good morning. How are we doing? We're good? Awesome. Fantastic. Hey, I'm really excited to um, speak to you this morning because I, I get even more excited. I'm excited to talk anyway. Like I love talking. Um... But I'm even more so excited because um, we have this thing called a prayer meeting uh at 9:30 this morning and um, every Sunday we have a prayer meeting and you know it's going to be a good Sunday when the person who's leading prayer meeting basically preaches your sermon and then when the band gets up there and just leads us wonderfully and then even in the MCing there is you know my message I can just hear it and hear it so I'm really excited and hopefully I can add on to what it, what has already taken place this morning um But we are in this new series called Hello. It's all about hearing um, from God, hearing His voice personally for us in our life. And um, Pastor Nate and I are really excited to bring this series to you because no matter where you are at in your journey with God, we always need to be hearing His voice. And there's always there's always more, I guess, to be discovered and uncovered. And so this is what this series is about. If you weren't here last week and haven't managed to jump onto our website, um, we have Pastor Nate's message on what he hearing from God is not like Um, it was a really helpful message because it just helped us kind of undo some things that maybe we've picked up over our Christian lives or maybe we just didn't know about Um, and I love those kinds of messages because it really tests me as to like whether I'm kind of thinking right about these particular topics so if you haven't yet listened to that jump onto our website is it just through the website that you can get our podcast yeah or iTunes. See, I'm not that techie. Um, But yeah, if I can do it, you can find it. Um, So make sure you listen to that so you can listen to this whole series in its entirety. Sound good? Fantastic. Um, So this morning, I want to help lay a bit more of a foundation now that we've kind of demolished some lies maybe or untruths. I want to help us lay a foundation this morning as to what hearing God's voice can actually be like in our lives. So I'm really excited for that. You know, many of us actually desire this, right? When you, when you come into Christianity and you make that decision that, yep, I want to follow Christ, we often do desire hearing God's voice in our life. And why is that? I believe that, well, for me anyway, it's because I believe that God created us. But not only is He our maker, but He actually created us for a purpose. He has a plan for our lives and He has a plan for each and every one of our lives. And so with that, we desire to hear his voice because only he has the plans for our life. Only through knowing his voice in in our everyday, in, in our life, can we actually live out the life that he has planned for us. And the thing is, God has the greatest plans. He's not a small God or a God that is into lame, mediocre stuff, but he's actually into us living significant lives that impact other people and extend his kingdom here on earth. So whether you know it yet, Or not, um, I hope you find out soon that you actually created for more than what you can see right now. You've actually got a significant plan from God for your life, and that's why hearing His voice is so, so important, so that He can lead us. In Isaiah 55, Um, verse 11 in your Bibles, it says, so shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty. This is God talking. But it shall accomplish that which I purpose and shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. You see, hearing God's voice, having his word in our life means that we can actually live out that significant plan. Sometimes we, we get a bit insular and we start to look at ourselves and think, man, I can't do this. And even the Bible says that with man you know this will be impossible but with God all things are possible and so that's why it's really important this morning that we catch a hold that we need to hear his voice for our lives you know as a new Christian um Years ago, I, I was really wowed by the traveling speaker, and I was even wowed by it, like my own senior pastor. Um, I received salvation and invited Jesus into my heart at what was Perth Christian Life Center, but now Life City Church. And whenever I would be there on a Sunday, I would listen to Pastor David story speak, and you know those messages where you're like, that message was for me, you know? It's like, wow, that person is hearing God for me directly. I would love that, and I'd just be so wowed by that. And I even remember um, I was baptised. We had our baptism um, Sunday a few weeks ago, which was awesome. Um, But I remember for me when I was baptised as what we would do is as we came out of the water, we would be ushered into a side room where for me it was a group of women. They came around me and prayed for me, much like what we did at the beach a couple of weeks ago. and I just remember thinking, I was just standing there and I was like, wow, God, these women are literally hearing your voice for me. What they're saying is so accurate and so, um, so relevant for my life. And I remember thinking as a young Christian, God, I want to know you like that. God, I want to hear your voice like that. But you know, as the years go on, sometimes it doesn't always look like that us hearing God's voice sometimes it's actually a lot harder you know there are seasons where we just feel like the heavens are closed and you know we just can't hear his voice at all and so this morning I just want to speak from a few um, lessons that I've learned in being able to uh, step out of that place of not being able to hear and fully hearing the voice of God in my life So this morning I want us to look at a few passages in. um, We'll first go to the Old Testament and look at an example there, um, and then we'll look into the New Testament. But if you are new to Christianity, our Bible that we read, again, Pastor Nate had an electronic one last week, and so do I. um, But we read that, and it's basically split into two different parts: the Old Testament and the New Testament. So this morning, in the Old Testament. We read about this nation called Israel um, and a man named Moses and Moses' aide or his servant, um, Joshua. And so we read about uh, what hearing from God and hearing his voice was like back then. You see, Moses was like the voice of God for the people. He was the one that, that would go away um, and meet with God in a place, hear from him for Israel, and then go and deliver the word to the people. Moses was the only one that was able to speak with God. In fact, the Bible talks about Moses in Exodus 33 verse 11. It says, The Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. How incredible is that? Can you imagine that? Speaking with God, like you know how you would to a friend or to your husband, um, it it would just be incredible. It's so personal. It's so intimate, and yet there was Moses who had that experience, and then there were the people, there were the crowd, the people who didn't get to have that kind of audience with God. In fact, some of them probably desired to, but then there were many of them that didn't really care. They they were okay with hearing the voice of God through Moses, but You find this man named Joshua, Moses' servant, he was part of the crowd, he was one of the Israelites, but he tagged along with Moses because he wanted to get in close. He he saw that there was the crowd and how they heard God's voice, but then he saw that with Moses, he heard God's voice face to face, like a friend would talk to a friend, and so Joshua got to choose. He chose. Do I want to go along with the crowd? Do I want to have that kind of relationship with God? Yeah, they hear his voice, but it's kind of distant. We're a bit removed. Or do I want to know God's voice up close and personal? So we have Joshua there. If we fast forward to the New Testament, we can see the same kind of dilemma, the same kind of predicament of Jesus' followers. The thing is, Jesus, when he started his ministry, he called 12 men to follow him. He basically invited them, hey, do you want to come follow me? And they dropped what they did. They left their professions and some left their families and they followed Jesus just so that they could be the ones in his inner circle. But wherever Jesus went, So there were these 12, and then there was the crowd. Again, there's always the crowd. And so these 12 would get to be in Jesus's inner circle they would hear the same messages as the crowd got to hear and I reckon the crowd were pretty happy being able to see Jesus whenever he came to their hometown or just even you know have a glimpse of him or or hear snippets of his message and what he had to say while he was here on earth. I reckon so many people would have been comfortable with that and would have been okay with that but from time to time as Jesus interacted with the crowd there would be people who were so eager and they would ask him Jesus can i come follow you jesus can i come be a part of your 12 because they saw that the audience that the 12 had with jesus was more personal was more intimate you see there were his disciples and then there were the crowd and today we find ourselves in that same kind of predicament. We have that same kind of choice. Do we want to hear God's voice for us personally, or are we comfortable remaining in the crowd? Are we comfortable? Are we comfortable with remaining in comfort? Are we comfortable remaining in in that place where it's okay not to step out because all of us are, are relating to God in the same way? Or are we wanting more? Are we wanting to pursue God's voice for us every single day because I believe that that's the kind of relationship God actually desires of us, that intimate, knowing Him, knowing His voice. And, you know, even in my own journey as a Christian, I've recognized that I have that desire. There is that desire to know God and, and to step out of the crowd and to step into knowing Jesus and, and God's voice in my life personally so I can live out that life of significance. But there, that desire sometimes isn't enough. Sometimes there are things that just because life happens, there are some things that um, we actually need to leave behind in order to step out of the crowd. And so this morning I want to talk about a few of those things that um, one of which is distraction. I think so many of us, especially Christians, we can just get caught up in what's going on in life. I've actually found myself thinking this week I haven't stopped to make time with God because I've just been doing and doing and doing And, and it's cool because I've been catching up with people or I've been doing the work of the ministry but over my life I've actually had to deal with that um, being a workaholic because that busyness or that distraction in my life made me feel like I was living out that life of significance. But the thing is I wasn't even able to help people like I thought I was because I wasn't hearing the voice of God in my life. We can get so distracted by good things but then there are other things and, and Audi mentioned this this morning that we don't even have to go very far to be so distracted. We can just jump onto our phone and and scroll through Facebook or Instagram. And before we know it, we spent half an hour or an hour looking at crap, like looking at stuff that doesn't even matter or, or have any bearing on our life and that life of significance that God has called us to. We can become so, so distracted and Whether you believe it or not, we have an enemy. We have God who is our loving father, but then we also have an enemy who has come um, to this world to steal, kill and destroy that significant life and purpose that God has planned for us. And I think he loves it. I think he chucks a party when we get busy, when we get distracted, because if we can get so busy and so caught up in just doing life and doing whatever, to not stop and hear God's voice, and his intentions for us, then we can find ourselves totally off the path. We can find ourselves completely detoured and I think he loves that because you know what, like I said, with that significant plan for your life, he doesn't want you living that out. He doesn't want you changing lives around you. He doesn't want you stepping out into all God has for you because he knows that he will lose if that's the case, if we actually live out that life. So I think he loves it. So distraction, that can be such a massive thing. And, you know, that can be very external. But what about on the inside of us? There are some things that in our heart kind of just starts to creep in and can stop us from hearing God's voice. And over my life, I've seen that pride has been such a big thing that kind of just gets in my way of hearing God's voice and stealing away his intentions for me and, and, and being able to hear that and pride for for many of us although we probably can't articulate it but we kind of just know okay I'm proud in this area but pride will actually make you think that you know better than God pride will actually make you think that you can build a life of significance and be significant without God's help but the Bible tells us differently and the Bible is the truth am I right so it says um in Isaiah 29 and this is in the children's bible but sometimes I love speaking from the children's bible because it's simple and it's hilarious so let's read it (laughs) Isaiah 29 it says you are confused you are confused you think the clay is equal to the potter you think that an object can tell the person who made it you didn't make me this is like a pot telling its maker you don't know anything Pride will make us tell God, if we verbalize it or not, I don't know, but it makes us tell God, God, you don't know what you're doing. I am in control. I have got this. I've got this life. I know what I'm meant to be doing. Pride will make us think that God's just whatever. His plans for us is whatever. But the awesome thing is, is that there is hope. No matter how distracted you might have been coming into these these doors this morning because I know that for weeks and days I can I can just be distracted and caught up doing things but no matter how distracted you've been coming in today or no matter how maybe hard your heart has been because of pride God's mercies are new every morning lamentations 322 says The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The thing is when I um, got busy, when I got distracted or, or when pride started to creep in, I would feel ashamed. I would feel condemned. And so I felt like I couldn't then go and spend time with God. I felt like then... God, I'm, I'm not worthy to hear your voice because I've just been ignoring it for the past however many days or weeks. But the thing is, I put that condemnation on myself. God never, ever intended you or I to feel shame about that. But he is waiting. He's just saying, hey, call to me, come to me. In Jeremiah 33, it says, call to me and I will answer you and will tell you great and hidden things that you have not known. The thing is this passage, um, God was speaking that to a people who had been hard-hearted, to to people who had turned their backs on God and and just didn't want to listen to Him. And it was for a long period of time. But nevertheless, God says, my mercies are new every morning. I love you. My, My love never ceases for you. You can come, you can call to me and I'm ready. I'm waiting. All you need to do is call out. So no matter where you are this morning, remember His mercies are new. Shame off you, condemnation off you. You don't need to be feeling that. You don't need that to be weighing on your life. But God is just ready. He wants to speak with you. And all you need to do is is step out from that crowd and accept the invitation to hear His voice for yourself. So stepping out of the crowd. We know that distraction and pride can just steal time really. But we know that God's mercy is there for us every day. Every day is a new start. Every day is an opportunity. So today, what are some things that we can do? What action can we take to step out of the crowd and live a life where we can hear God's voice for ourselves personally? The first action I want to give us, because Pastor Nate and I love preaching practical Christianity. We don't want to leave you with some vague or big concept and not actually give you things to, to live out and to walk out. So the first thing that we can do, is to find solitude. Now, what Joshua saw was that in order for Moses to hear the voice of God, Moses had to go away. Moses had to leave the people. He had to go to what they called the tent of meeting, where he could hear the voice of God. And the thing is, Joshua knew, being a part of the Israelites, that in the crowd, there's distraction. In the crowd, there, and if you read it in your own Bibles, there was always some kind of drama going on with the Israelites. And so I, I don't blame Moses. Like I'm glad he got away from the crowd um, and went and listened. Listen to god's voice and more than that jesus in luke five sixteen it says jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed if jesus the one that you know surely would have this constant reception with god going like he doesn't even need a phone it'd just be like you know constant um, if he needed to withdraw and get away from the crowds get away from the people he was ministering to then how much more do we need to and the thing is so funny you know how you try and trick yourself into thinking something i tried to trick myself into thinking that on the go and when i'm busy with all the noise in my world i can actually hear the voice of god the thing is what i can do in the noise and busyness is i can pray definitely and i know that god hears me but i found that if i want to hear him if i want to hear his voice i need to get some quiet i need to find a way to cut out the noise and so solitude, I know for some of you here, you're like, look, I work full time. I have a small child. I you know, have all these responsibilities, et cetera, et cetera. S- finding solitude doesn't have to be going away somewhere far away. Pastor Nate and I, we love going down south for our anniversary trip every year. And I always think, hey, wouldn't this be a great opportunity to get alone with God and really carve out time to hear his voice. But what we end up doing is just filling our calendar with other stuff. So it's kind of like, even if you make that time to go away, doesn't necessarily end up that you have that time to spend with God anyway, or make that time, I should say. So for me, I found that I needed to work solitude into my Daily life. And for me, that looks like um, being in nature. I love being in nature. It's something about just being in God's creation that can help you um, cut out the noise of what's going on around you and just focus in on Him. But Um, You know, I can't always go for a walk whenever I want or sit in a park whenever I want or go to the beach. Um, But what I've done, really practical, like I'm getting super practical here. But I have this rocking chair that I read um, sit to read and read the Bible and stuff like that. I've just put it close to my window so that it makes me feel like I'm out in nature. And it does the same thing. It works for me. You know, another thing that really works for me is actually coming here on a Sunday and just being you know, in God's presence and worshipping God. Um, when I do this at home, sometimes I get really distracted, which is funny because I'm alone and all I have is my music playing. But here with a sea of people, I can actually cut out the noise and and hear God's voice. And it's probably because Mitch has a way better singing voice than I do. Um, so at home, you know, I'm getting distracted by my horrible voice, but here it's, it's like straight into the throne room, you know. It's awesome. So worship. And that's why look for me and Nate, we, we love the church. We love coming and gathering together and it's, and it's literally moments like that that just really help us throughout life. So for you, maybe it's um, solitude isn't going on that holiday, but it's just coming here to church on a Sunday. Um, it's being in worship and being able to hear his voice in that way. So the first thing, find solitude, find it no matter what it takes. And the second thing, is that we need to deal with our own agenda, that we need to actually surrender our agenda to God. And this plays into the whole pride thing. I, I remember when uh, I was in high school, so with high school I went to a Christian school and I fell in with this really awesome group of girls and they were, they were Christians and they really helped me discover Christ and in a whole new way and it was awesome. But then there was also this group of friends who um, were kind of Christians but like they... <laughs> yeah kind of weren't as well at the same time I don't know how to say it but um, so basically I kind of got influenced by them and by the end of year 12 I was like you know what I don't want to be one of these Christians who just go to Bible college and um, do that Christian thing you know what I mean I want to go to university I want to study psychology and so I worked my way into getting into Murdoch Uni to study psychology and there was that sense of this is my plan this is my agenda and I'm going to make it succeed it was awesome I was so excited about it and I loved it when I got that letter of yep you've been accepted blah 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 I was like yes my agenda my plan it's gonna work Woohoo!" Um, and I can help people with this psychology degree um, little did I know though that the day before I began classes um, I, I literally like flipped out I freaked out um, and I'm not that kind of person like I'm, I'm yeah That's just not what I do. So it was weird and it was different. I'm like, what's going on here? And so I basically, for a semester, I went to university, but I hated it. It was the worst experience ever, um, but it taught me something very good. So that was good. Um, But I just hated it. And there was that sense of my plan didn't work to the point where I was like, God, I don't even get what they're teaching me. Like, I can't even process this stuff. It's so hard to understand. And I was like, I'm just not made for this, not wired for this. And then it's kind of like the light bulb went on and I was like, oh, that was my plan. I did that to the best of my knowledge. But God, you've been there all along and you've had a plan for me and you've had a purpose for me this year. But I just didn't ask you. I just you know, went along with my agenda and my plan. And um, so when I had that moment of God, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry for like just using this semester on my own agenda and my own plan. Um, I laid it down and it was then that God actually spoke to me and said, guess what, I want you to go and do Bible college. So I was like, oh, great. All right, so I'll go do the Bible college thing because you told me to. Um, But I learned that our own agenda our own plan. It just doesn't compare to what God has for us. And the thing is, in God's agenda and His purpose, there is grace for us. For me doing my own thing, that was hard. That was tough. That was me doing it out of my own strength. And maybe you're at that place today where you're like, man, life has been really tough. I I don't feel God's grace in this. Can, Can I encourage you or challenge you that maybe that's something to lay down, before God and actually say, hey God, what's your agenda for my life? So that was awesome. And you know, I did Bible college and through that I got on staff with my previous church and basically door after door opened for me. Um, and that's how I'm standing here today, doing what I love and and I think anyway that I'm living more of a significant life because I'm following God's plan for my life than than what my agenda was. Who knows where I'd be if I followed my my plans and my purpose. But that's the first thing we need to do. We need to, uh, sorry, that's another action we can take. Just check our hearts. Hey, God, am I, am I going in my own direction? Am I going with my own plan? Or is there something else that you have for me? God, deal with that pride in my heart. Help me to lay down that agenda. The thing is, and as we come to a close with this message, I, I don't actually believe that God ever t- intended there to be crowd Christians even with Moses and the Israelites i i don't believe that that's how god always wanted it to be i believe that he wants to have an intimate and personal relationship with each and us each and every one of us where we all can clearly hear the voice of god and say hey that that is the voice of god and we can recognize it you know i believe this because if god was okay with how it was back then with Moses, the Israelites, and Joshua, he wouldn't have sent his son, Jesus. Because the thing is, what Jesus did, his death and resurrection allowed us to come in close, to be in relationship with God. The thing is, we're all born into sin. When we're born into this to this world, we're born into sin, whether we like it or not, and and, and there's nothing we can do about it, unfortunately. But So we're all born into this state. But the thing is, Jesus took our place by dying on the cross because the wages of our sin, the penalty for our sin is death for eternity. But Jesus took that upon himself so that we didn't have to do that. And through that, he reconciled the world to God. No longer is the relationship where there's a mouthpiece and there's a crowd that are distant from God. But now it's God knowing each and every one of us personally, mankind knowing God personally and intimately. It's incredible what Jesus did for all of us. And so if I can get the band up to help me out, that would be awesome. You know, for some of us, I've just gone through a few things that we can deal with and and um, sometimes it feels like that we are the ones that are struggling and striving to come and be in God's presence and hear his voice you know we feel like the responsibility is all on our part and yes there are definitely some things we can do to cut out the noise and the distraction that's going on around us there are definitely things we can do and there are things that we can do in our hearts to deal with what's going on but what we need to realize is that God came the full way. I love what Pastor Nate said last week in that God stands before the door of everyone's heart and he knocks and he's just knocking and he's saying hey let me in. I'm not going to barge in, I'm a gentleman that way but invite me in. And so this morning I just want to get everyone to bow their heads and close their eyes. And we do this because partly it's, it's taking Amen. out the distraction. And what I want us to recognise this morning is that God came the full way. Through sending His Son, Jesus, He came to us, inviting us, come, come. I created you, I have plans for you, plans that are significant and beyond your wildest dreams. And for you to know them, you need to come. Don't spend too long being lost. Don't spend too long being away from me because I'm ready to speak to you. In the Bible, God talks about us being His flock and He is the shepherd, that we are sheep. And in John it says, My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. So God wants us to hear his voice. That's something that he promises each and every one of us. But there's another story in the Bible where there's a hundred sheep and one goes and strays away and goes and gets itself in a mess and lost. And the shepherd who is God, he goes after that one beckoning it, calling it, come back. Come back to the pasture that I have for you. Come back to a life where you can hear my voice because I wanna speak to you. And so this morning, if you find yourself as that lost sheep, as that sheep that's gone astray, gotten distracted, or maybe there's a bit of pride in your heart, this morning there's no condemnation, but God says, come back. He calls you back to Himself. You know, more than that, when he goes and gets that sheep, he actually carries it back to the flock and says, I've come full way. All you need to do is accept my invitation and come with me. And so this morning, if you are here and you are wanting to hear God's voice for yourself personally, but you've gone astray. The Bible says that all we need to do is confess with our mouths, believe in our heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and that God raised Him from the dead so that we can have eternal life. All it takes is believing that and confessing it. And so this morning, if you're there, on the count of three, I just want you to raise your hand and no one's looking around except for myself. I want you to raise your hand as an indication that yes, I believe that, I wanna confess that and then I'm gonna lead you myself in that confession. So on the count of three, why don't you raise your hand, one, two, three. Beautiful, that's awesome, that's awesome. Thank you God, that's incredible. All right, why don't we repeat this prayer after me? And this is that confession that you just believed in your heart. So repeat after me, dear God, thank you for sending Jesus to die for my sin and to rise again so I can have life. Please come into my life and be my savior. I want to hear your voice so I can live the life you planned for me. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Thank you for tuning in today. If you would like to find out more about Lyft, check out our website at theliftchurch.com.au.